This is Jennifer of Cell Laboratories, reporting to you on all things drones. Today in Drone News, from the New York Post, Richard Little. Sweat the small stuff. That's the unofficial motto for this year's edition of the military exercise Black Dart, a two-week test of tactics and technologies to combat hostile drones that begins Monday at the Point Mugu Range at Naval Base Ventura County in California. The military categorizes unmanned aircraft systems by size and compatibility from Group 5 drones that weigh more than 1,320 pounds and can fly above 18,000 feet like the Reaper, down to Group 1 mini and micro drones less than 20 pounds that fly lower than 1,200 feet. Previous black darts have covered threats to troops overseas and targets at home posed by drones of all sizes. But small drones are this year's focus, said the director of this 14th edition of Black Dart, Air Force Major Scott Gregg, because of worrisome incidents that occurred in the last exercise. Gregg cited the quadcopter that a drunk crashed onto the White House lawn in the wee hours of January 26th and sightings of unidentified small drones flying over nuclear reactors in France. In the wake of those events, he said, quote, even though we've been looking at the small drone threat, it's taken on a new sense of urgency. Greg could have also mentioned how, to protest government surveillance, the Pirate Party of Germany flew a small drone right up the podium as Chancellor Angela Merkel spoke in Dresden two years ago. Or how in Japan last April, a nuclear energy foe landed a drone carrying radioactive sand on the roof of the Prime Minister's residence. And there was a report last week that British officials are worried ISIS may try to bomb festival crowds using small drones. The United States enjoyed a near monopoly on armed drones for the past 15 years, but with more than 80 countries now buying or building drones of their own, and with terrorist groups such as Hezbollah, Hamas, and ISIS known to have used unarmed drones in the Middle East, that advantage has evaporated. Few countries and no terrorist groups are likely to emulate the complex and costly U.S. system of undersea fiber optic cables and satellite earth terminals in Europe that allows crews in the U.S. to fly drones carrying missiles and bombs over Africa, the Middle East, and South Asia. But anyone can buy a Group 1 drone for a couple hundred dollars and put it to nefarious use arm it with explosives, radioactive materials, biological and chemical agents, and it can be crashed, kamikaze-like, into a target. Greg said, quote, I'd say for the Department of Homeland Security, it's one of the biggest concerns. The threat is an imaginary. Former Northeastern University student Rezwan Veridas is serving 17 years in prison for plotting to pack a C-4 plastic explosive into a 110 scale radio-controlled models of F-4 and F-86 fighter jets and fly them into the Capitol and the Pentagon. Verdas also supplied cell phone detonators for IEDs to people he thought were the agents of Al-Qaeda, but turned out to be working for the FBI. The military has largely kept its work on the problem quiet to prevent hostile actors from learning what defenses and countermeasures the U.S. possesses. The Defense Intelligence Agency conducted the first Black Dart exercise in 2002 
under a veil of secrecy, and the annual event stayed veiled through 2013. Now run by the Joint Integrated Air and Missile Defense Organization, Black Dart's existence was revealed in 2014, and the select media were invited for the day last year just to let everyone know that the Department of Defense is aware of the problem. We're concerned about it, and we're working on it, Greg said. Black Dart 2015 will feature tests of 55 systems brought to Point Mugu and their own expense by an assortment of military units, government agencies, private contractors, and academic institutions. The $4.2 million budget for the event covers the cost of running the Point Mugu range and providing a small fleet of surrogate threat drones. For five hours each day, Greg's Black Dart team will fly up to six drones at a time over the range while the participants test radars, lasers, missiles, guns, and other technologies they may think the military might use to de defect and kill or neutralize drones of all sizes. This year, the surrogate threat will include three Group 1 drones, a Hawkeye 400 hexacopter, a Flanker, and a Scout 2, and one Twin Hawk drone from the Group 2 category. Six Group 3 drones, all of them 13.5 wingspan, outlaw G2s made by Griffin Aerospace, also will be targets. One nice feature for contractors, failure is an option. Black Dart isn't an official procurement milestone, so companies can test their technologies there knowing that if they don't work as hoped, there's no obligation to file a report that this may lead the Pentagon or Congress to cut their funding or cancel their program. They can just use the test results the way the test results were meant to be used to find out what works and fix what doesn't. Greg said, we should have about 1,000 people at Black Dart this year between participants, observers, and support. Greg said, noting that the Departments of Energy and Homeland Security both will send observers. But while Black Dart is no longer secret, the public is not invited. Even the media won't be allowed to see or hear about anything that goes on at Black Dart 2015. Much of what previous exercises came up with in the way of countermeasures also remains classified, said Marine Lieutenant Colonel Kristen Leishia, spokeswoman for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Quote, we can't let the enemy know what we're going to do, she explained. That said, some of Black Dart's declassified successes over the years include a Navy MH-60R Seahawk copter shot down an outlaw surrogate threat drone with a .5 caliber gun, proving old-fashioned solutions can work fine against newfangled threats. Secondly, Group 1 drones are a lot smaller than a gyrocopter, and the difficulty doesn't stop there, because small drones have a very limited range. They would be launched close to their targets, Greg said. Quote, so, because they're launched at a very close in range, even if we can detect and track them right away, there may not be a whole lot of time for a decision to be made on what to do. Especially if an enemy were to launch a swarm of drones, a tactic the U.S. Navy has been developing. In addition to all that, even if defenders spot a small drone and can track it with enough time to knock it out of the sky, a shotgun might suffice in many cases. Doing so in a city could risk harming innocent bystanders or damaging property. 
And what if the LSS UAS flying near the capital isn't controlled by a terrorist, but by a kid who just doesn't know any better than to play with a drone on the mall? Quote, it's a challenge because technology's not static. It keeps evolving, Greg said. We're keeping at it, but I don't think we're going to ever probably be able to just stop and say, all right, we've got this licked. Lasica agreed the threat is a challenge, but said progress has been made. Past black darts, she said, quote, have resulted in countless improvements, technologies, tactics, and systems which have refined our ability to operate, detect, track, negate, and neutralize UAS. The drone threat may be increasing, she added, but I can say with confidence that our countermeasures are also increasing at a rapid rate and we're going to remain vigilant." This is Jennifer reporting to you from Cell Laboratories on All Things Drones and reminding you to always recycle your obsolete drones.